I'm Dave Champion. Data analysis from Yelp shows that across the country, 800 businesses are closing permanently every day. Now, that's just from one source. That's from Yelp's data. The University of California at Santa Cruz, using a different matrix of information, determined that that number is likely closer to 1,500 businesses a day. As I'm sitting here speaking to you about three weeks ago, I released a video entitled, Questions Public Health Officials Can't Answer and Media Won't Ask. In that video, I did a little role playing. On the one hand, I played a reporter at a press conference. And on the other hand, I played a government health official and I provided uh, what presumably would be the answer that public health officials would give at a press conference if the media was asking the correct questions. So that was a very well-received video. And the point of that exercise was to show that these health experts, when they claim this is so, and that is so, and the other is so, and so forth, that they have absolutely no evidence to support that. But since I did that video, I, I have come across a series of data points, articles, honest statements from government health officials. I, I, in some cases, I don't think they're aware of what they're saying. Over the last three weeks, I've seen this constellation of these various facts, pieces of data, statements by government health officials. And what it has shown me is because I was so focused on the science that I missed the bigger picture. And in doing so, I inadvertently misled you. Today, I'm going to straighten that out. In the aforementioned video, I talked about various industries. I said, for instance, okay, you're claiming that bars are spreading SARS-CoV-2. Okay, prove it. Um, and, and not some theoretical guesswork. Have some substance, some credibility, something that, that a person with common sense could look at this and say, yes, that these infections over here came from that bar. I did the same thing with restaurants. I did the same thing with gyms. I talked about the Sturgis uh, motorcycle rally. And I showed via this construct, me as the reporter and then me as the uh, public health official giving the answer that would most likely be the case if they would bother to answer and if the media would bother to ask the questions. And that was meant to show, to show you that these government health officials don't have any evidence for all these things they're doing. I talked about the last three weeks, this constellation of data points and statements by government health officials and so forth that led me to believe that, that, that whole, going down that whole road, hey, government health officials, can you prove this? Going down that whole road was nonsensical. And the reason is that these government health officials and these dictatorial tyrannical governors, they already know that. I think that's something that I, I figured, like most areas of endeavor, the vast majority of people involved in that area of endeavor aren't really good at their job, all the more so when they're government workers, right? Because there's no accountability. So I figured these government health officials didn't know what the hell they were talking about because they were never really excellent in the first place. If they were excellent, they wouldn't have gone into government service. They would have gone into the private sector and made a gang of money. And secondly, because there's no accountability, whatever modest skills they had in the first place had deteriorated over time. So that is how I imagined we were getting this bad information out of government health officials. And I have come to realize 
I was wrong. They know they can't prove any of that. They know there's no data backing that up. Let's take a look at things like restaurant closures or severe reductions, bowling alleys, gyms, bars, hair salons, and so forth. All these restrictions in these states without being able to prove that they contribute to anything, okay? So I realized they already know that. In light of the fact that they already know they can't prove any of this, what are they trying to do? Well, it is a, they are trying to manipulate all of us. Simple as that. But what are they trying to manipulate us into or out of? They are trying to create an environment where they create such an onerous, distasteful burden, things people do not want to put up with, that they simply don't go. This is their way of approximating a lockdown, as close as they can get to a lockdown, without the political fallout that they would sustain from ordering another lockdown. So for instance, restaurants. For instance, here in Nevada, now under uh, Sislax pause, I'm just using Nevada as an example because I'm familiar with it, restaurants are down to, I think it's 20% capacity now, and you have to wear a mask when you walk in. You can only take it off when you're seated. If you stand up for any reason, you have to put the mask on. If you go to the bathroom, you have to put the mask on. Okay, nobody wants to go out to dinner that way, right? Okay. That's not a dining experience. People like to go out and dine, and they want to be greeted at the, at the front at the receptionist counter. They want to be greeted with a smile, and how are you tonight, sir? And uh, is there a particular table you'd like? And blah, blah, blah. take you to the table. Here's your menus. Can I get you a drink? And th this, this entire richness of the experience of going out and dining, right? So what these governors have done with all these, these crazy ridiculous, worthless measures, worthless measures. We've all seen the meme about, you know, the guy sitting down with no mask and the, the arrow showing SARS-CoV-2 going over his head and then he stands up with the mask on and SARS-CoV-2 hits him in the face, right? Because that, that's the idiocy of this. Okay? So by these capacity limits and establishing steps that constitute mental barriers, I just don't want to go out to eat anymore. It's not the experience it once was. Screw it, I'll eat home, okay? What, they're, what these governors are doing is they are saying, you know, we don't need to really do a lockdown. Um, we can do this soft thing that approximates a lockdown. And come next election day, when I'm running for governor again, no one can point and say I did another lockdown. The same thing with uh, bowling alleys, right? Well, there's no evidence that any infections jumped off at bowling alleys. Bowling alleys were never a high margin business to begin with. They weren't making a gang of money. Bowling alleys across the country are going out of business. Gyms, I'm gonna use mine as an example here in Nevada because I'm familiar with it. Uh, about four or five weeks ago, Sisolak said, now if you're in the gym, you need to be wearing a mask 100% of the time, even when you're exercising. And he literally said in his press conference, and I'm paraphrasing, if you're exercising so hard that the mask prevents you from breathing, do some other exercise. Let me tell you the experience that I'm having here in town with the gym that I go to. And that is, it's a ghost town. It's virtually empty. Um, I'm gonna guess I did an approximation, maybe a 10th of the people are present that once we're going to that gym. And here's an interesting thing. Virtually no women. All the people who go to the gym, who have decided in one way or another they're going to the gym, 
I'm going to guess 98% of them are men. The number of people going to that gym is just so dramatically less. And that's what they want. I'm going to get to the conclusion of why that is. Hair salons, right? We all know how that is. You know, yeah, you've got individual stations, but it's sort of a communal environment. Everybody's chit-chatting and socializing. And I could go on and on. Bars, another example. There's no evidence that the virus spreads from bars. Again, there's no scientific evidence, but they know that. Okay, so what do all these things have in common? Whether it's the the hair salon or the bar or the gym or the bowling alley, or what do they all have in common? It's where we go to socialize. It's where we go to interact with other human beings other than work or shopping. Okay, So it's where we go and spend some time and relax and enjoy ourselves with other human being, beings. It's part of us being human beings. So the perspective of these governors is, if we can make all these things so onerous, so unpleasant, that they're going to dislike all the requirements they have to go through to participate in these things, they won't participate. So there's no socialization. And if they're not participating and they're not going to those places, then what are they doing? They're sitting home, which is essentially the same as a stay-at-home order and essentially the same as a lockdown. But they're doing it through this manipulation. Instead of saying, stay home, Instead of saying there's a lockdown instead, and having to deal with the political fallout of that the next, uh, the next election day, instead of doing that, they're screwing with your head. They're creating a soft, approximated lockdown by making everything you enjoy doing unenjoyable so you stay the fuck home. Again, Nevada's Governor Sisolak, he is, I have to admit, while I find what he's doing disgusting and reprehensible. I have to admit he's good at it. Okay, so I want to read to you a quote from Sisolak. He just put an email out, I don't know, 24 hours ago. So I want to share the quote with you so that you can see how they're doing this. And Sisolak said, prioritizing our economy or our health is a false choice for our state. If you don't have a job, if you can't provide for your family, if you lose your home, if the state has no safety net to help, people will not be healthy. And that's complete bullshit. The reason is Sisolak has already made the choice to choose a completely non-constructive, non-useful, non-effective, non-efficacious way of trying, thinking the government can stop a virus, trying to stop a virus by crippling the economy through the manipulation I just shared with you. And by the way, if you have governors that have all these orders, they're doing the same thing too. They are attempting to manipulate you into a soft approximation of a lockdown without actually having to declare a lockdown again and pay the political price for that. Over the last several years, it appears to me that a lot of people have become oddly disenchanted with representative government. I imagine they figure because they're not getting their way, therefore representative government is less appealing. However, I want to point out what you see these governors doing. Okay? They are, this is not an exaggeration, when it comes to the virus, they are complete and total dictators. What you're experiencing now, where people are being impoverished, suicides are up, drug overdoses up, spousal abuses up, domestic violence is, is up, um, bankruptcies are going through the roof, people are losing their homes, people are getting thrown out on the streets. All of these things are not the product of the virus, to be clear. The virus hasn't done that to anyone. These dictatorial governors 
are the ones doing it to these people, to their own residents. It's the governors that are doing that, exercising dictatorial, tyrannical powers that seemingly can't really be reviewed by anybody, effectively at least. So I want to point out, whatever angst you may feel towards representative democracy, what we're seeing now by these tyrannical dictatorial governors should be a wake-up call that no matter how bad you think representative government is, it is a thousand times more desirable than what we're seeing now.